Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome back to Stars Radio, where uh, I am, of course, joined by Zach, as always, mm, talking about all yes. the big upcoming gigs, the big upcoming concerts in our galaxy. Yes, it's going to be wonderful this evening. Got many different bands coming in. Oh. Lots of great shows, great hits coming at you. We do this show together every single day, and every time I'm still off put by your voice. It's, like, it's amazing. I should know it's coming by now. Yes. Well, it's the original radio voice of this radio station. 99.3 Star Radio. <laughs> Don't drop the actual frequency. I said Star Radio. We have got the Humdingers. They are going to be playing uh, yes. at your local. Oh, no, no. They have just hit an asteroid. What? They're dead. They're all dead. That band's what? dead. The Humding. They're my favourite band. What do you mean? Yeah, they, they just died. Oh. They, they just died. Well, that's, that's really unfortunate. Oh, well. It's a good thing we have our backup band. The, oh yeah, uh, it's good. The Salamander Singers. You see, they can. What's that? Sorry, I'm just getting a call in. Apparently, they've cancelled, as they're uh, they uh, all caught the plague and died. Oh no! Yeah, that's real sad. I liked them. Yeah, yeah, they were the backup. Um, that's okay though, because we've got the Star Slammers. They're, they're pretty good. We like them here. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, on yeah. route right now to the van. They have crashed on the moon and are stranded there. Ah. I'm just getting word from their manager now. They've all been eaten by cannibalistic moon zombies. Ah, yes. Well, speaking of the cannibalistic moon zombies, we have the cannibalistic moon zombies. <laughs> oh, I love them. <laughs> My favourite reggae band. <laughs> uh, uh, I just love their name. It's a fantastic mm. name. Um, and oh, what's that? They've all gone back to the afterlife. Oh. They, they've all unalive. Oh, oh no. They've un-undeaded themselves. Oh, no. Well, that's, that's, that's really unfortunate. Well, I guess we're going to have to put up with just another concert from the awful singers that, that are Vicious Lips. Whoa! <laughs> that was the highest Welcome. concept intro we've ever done. Yep. Welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the show where the intros put you off. The entire episode. That was just an SNL um, sketch, but at least it wasn't six minutes long, so at least yeah. we've got that on SNL. Wah, wah. Yeah, uh, podcast. We watch movies from 1987, order they came out in. My name's Sandro. The other voice is Zach. Yeah, and my voice doesn't normally sound like that. So there you go. <laughs> this week, wow, is all I've got to say, really, mm. for this movie. Yeah. Which is called Vicious Lips. Definitely a, a, a left field movie. <laughs> It comes out of left field and, and sort of stays there. Yep. It goes quiet for a bit, but then it jumps back out at you. It's an 80 minute long movie with maybe 25 minutes of plot. Yeah. And then 55 minutes of they're just on a spaceship and nothing's happening. Yes. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that half an hour of the movie in the middle. Nothing happens. Nope. And it was, it was very disappointing. I'm going to be honest. Look, yeah. the start of this movie shot my hopes 
rocketed my hopes for this movie to the to the stars it did it's a good intro it's weird the alienness you're like there's so many weird alien types and, and just like the over-the-top acting i liked i liked <laughs> yeah. the classic bad guy where they're like ah you you have failed me for the last time and then they they murder them mm. and or they shoot themselves question mark anyway <laughs> And and like the over the top acting, the dialogue, and then we yeah. see some of the, the the effects. The effects were pretty crazy for this movie. They were. They spent like all the budget on the effects. Mm. I was surprised that there was such good effects. I mean, did they make any money off this movie? Did they make the money back? Uh, spoilers. We don't know how much this cost or how much it made. There's no information at all. Oh, okay. Anywhere about this movie. Which leads me to believe that they didn't make their money back because they they must have spent quite a bit. Yeah, maybe. There's a lot of effects, like just like the aliens. Mm. I was looking at the aliens and being like, that would have cost you money and time to make. There's a lot of pretty impressive moments. And then a lot of, like... The cockpit for the ship is just a bunch of random gadgets just just found. Yes. So they kind of cut corners there a little bit, but also I think that makes the movie funnier. So Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's fine. I think that's fine. They they delegated their money, I think, very wisely. Yeah. That being said, they made this movie, which clearly they didn't put their money very wisely. No. The story, we're going to go through the whole thing, the whole story, but I just mm. want to say nothing makes sense. Nothing works. Yes. There's no foreshadowing for the ending twist, but I think that makes me like it more because this is such mm. a terrible film. Mm. It's mm. terrible that if it wasn't very, very boring right in the middle, this would be great. I think it's like it's so bad. This could be great if it wasn't super boring in the middle. Agreed, agreed. I I really enjoyed the start. I really enjoyed the ending and the middle. I can't remember. <laughs> I physically tried, and I asked you if anything anything happened. I I quizzed you before this mm. this podcast started. I was like, what what transitioned from the middle to to the ending? And you're like, there was nothing. The ending just kind of started up. Yeah. Because I physically tried. I cannot remember just the middle bit. I know there was dialogue and arguing, and I cannot remember a single word that That's was said. That's all that happened. It was just, it was just arguing. Um, there were some pretty funny quotes in that section, though, that I think I wrote down. Yes. But... There, uh, throughout this movie, the acting is wild, mm. um, and I love it. I'm a big fan of this, this just over-the-top acting, and the lines are amazing. Yes. So, yeah. But before we jump into the movie, uh, as always, thank you to everyone who has joined the um, Dead Daddy Club on Patreon. Although I started thinking, could be the Bad Porridge Club. Mm. Maybe we cha- maybe change it to the Bad Porridge Club. That's a good idea. Maybe. Because a dead dad is the worst type of porridge. Oh, you don't want to eat that. No. And as a matter of fact, I think eating that could be considered illegal. Yes. You could be arrested for that. See your dad. Don't eat your dad. But yeah, uh, thanks to everyone who has signed up. If you want, there are two bonus episodes a month. Uh, this month's one was uh, Neverending Dean Story 2. And then also Police Academy 2, which uh, came out last week, last Wednesday. So check those out if you like. I just remember there was a spider in my room and I went to check and I can't see it anymore. So that's concerning. I found it last night and I was like, oh yeah, how's it going, mate? And he was like, oh yeah, just chilling. Was the spider like, oh, I know what you watched last night. And quite frankly, I'm not happy I had to put up with that movie. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, he was pissed off. If I collapse during this, it's because he's assassinated me for watching this movie. <laughs> to be honest, the bare minimum he could do to anyone that watches this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good on him. But speaking of watching movies, what were the other options for this week? Right, so the other options for this week was Death Before Dishonor, where Sergeant Burns Ooh. has become a one-man army to rescue hostages from terrorists. Just another Missing in Action? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could watch Missing in Action instead. <laughs> Just say it was Death Before Dishonor. <laughs> we got Square Dance, mm. a.k.a. Uh, Home is Where the Heart Is. I, that title makes more sense than Square Dance. Yep. 13-year-old uh, Winona Ryder, uh, who has grown up on a farm, is invited to move to the big city, where things are very different from what she's used to. Oh, so she has yeah. to square dance, and she's like, I don't like this. No. Nope. Oh, wait, no, she grew up on a farm. She would like it. She, she goes... grew up on a farm. What do you mean? She is the square dancer. She's, she's the square. Everybody else is the circle. The Umbrella Woman, hmm. a.k.a. the Good Wife. It's set in pre-World War II Australia. Uh, a couple get into a complicated situation where the husband brother started getting involved. What? Yep. All right, this movie, Vicious Lips, it technically did come out February 1987 with an American theatre run. Um, but saying that, it was also just direct-to-video in Australia and Japan and Germany but a fun fact, according to IMDb, is that this movie was not available on US home media, that being video or DVD or Blu-ray, until 2013. It just wasn't available. You just couldn't buy it in America. Huh. That's very bizarre. It is written and directed by Albert Pune, who is best known for directing the awful Captain America movie from the 90s that we need to do at some point. Okay. Because it is terrible. Really? <laughs> I didn't know there was a Captain America movie in the 90s. Mm. It's probably because it's really bad. It's awful. He has done a bunch of other low-budget cult movies like The Sword and the Sorcerer. Ah. So it's produced by this guy called Charles Band, and I looked him up, and I was like, what other films has he produced? And I noticed a movie that has the best title of all time. Because, look, to be completely transparent... Not much information about this movie or people involved with this movie. They're all unknown. So I just looked to find other weird stuff that they had done. And another film mm. this guy produced is called Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolarama. What? <laughs> I need to look that up. Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolarama. Do you want the synopsis? Yes, please go through the synopsis. The synopsis is, when three college guys get caught spying on a sorority ritual, they are forced to accompany the pledges on their next assignment, which is stealing a trophy from a bowling alley. Wow. But the token they pinch has a devilish imp who makes their lives a living hell. So you've got... Wow. You've got this... This monster thing yep. that's attached to a bowling ball. Yep. Oh, God, there's a sequel movie. Oh, yep, I see too. Wow, the poster's even worse. Yeah. Gotta watch that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorority Babes at the Slyball <laughs> Ballarama has a 37 uh, audience score and not a single review from <laughs> a reputable source. Oh, yeah, look at that. 
this is a terrible movie by any objective measure, but it's one of those movies that's so bad it's funny, plus it satisfies certain bizarre fetishes. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, great. Well, that's good to know. Anyway, moving on. The cast is pretty much all unknowns. Uh, Drew Ann Perry plays the main character, Judy Jetson. This is her second and last movie until her return to the screen in 2017 for a movie called Interstellar Civil War Shadows of the Empire. Wow, that sounds pretty epic. Is it any good? No. (laughs) Imperial Empire Galactic Rangers search the ruins of Endor for a cyborg witch. Wow. Some copyright there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, there's Anthony Ketz, who plays Maddie, the band's manager. He has literally done nothing else. Sounds about right. I liked him, though. I liked him in this movie. And then one of the other bandmates is actually an Australian. Ah. She's played by New South Wales actor Linda Kerridge, who was in a movie called Surf 2. Cool. The sequel to Surf. I looked up the synopsis. Here we go. Yep. Evil nerd Menlo wants to get revenge on some surfers by selling a bad batch of soda called Buzz Cola, which turns people into mutant zombies. (laughs) Of course it does. It's up to Jocko, Chuck, Bob, and their surfer buddies to save the day and fight back (laughs) against the darkest night. (laughs) You know they're surfer bros when one of them is literally named Jocko. (laughs) He's literally just named Jock. Like a jock. Evil nerd Menlo, what are you doing, (laughs) evil nerd Menlo? Yeah, evil nerd Menlo. God, I hate nerds. They're so evil. The reception, no critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, obviously. Audience score of 11%, so oof. Yeah. 4.7 on IMDb, uh, 2.5 on Letterboxd. Apparently it's a cult classic, but I don't know anyone else has seen this. Yes. There was not many reviews for this movie. Yeah. But I got a couple. I got a couple. I'm excited to see what they are. You shouldn't be. It's, it's very average. Uh, no, no idea how much it cost, no idea how much it made, I don't want to guess. Let's just move on to the tagline. Pick your favourite tag- oh, there's only one. Yep. Alright, what's the tagline? They're lost and loose in outer space. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good one, that's for sure. Oh, the 80s, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's undergo the task of explaining what the- what happens in this movie. Okay. Um, there's a start. And there's an end. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Done. So what did you think about this? <laughs> there's no middle, though, which is a, a wild take for a movie, I'd think. There is no second act. That is correct. There's just a void. Much like space, actually. Mm. Nothing, nothing. See? This movie, big brain. Big brain movie. <laughs> yeah, big brain movie. Because <laughs> not only is there a big space in the middle where nothing happens, mm. that's just like space itself. Because there's... There's nothing in the middle. It's just a lot of room. To be honest, I wish they kind of went even further and took that Mm -hmm. as far as they possibly could. Just have there be no sound in the middle either. (laughs) Why is that? Because in space, nothing happens and you can't hear anything. Ah. It works. Don't think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so how how does this bad point begin? It starts with some pumping music. And I guess we should talk Mm. about the, the music first. Yes. 
seeing as this is a movie about a band. Yes. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I liked the music when they actually did the singing bit. There was a point at the very start where they get the actress on stage and she lip syncs. Yes. And that was the only point where I was like, oh no, is this going to be bad? <laughs> yeah. it was not good. And then the rest of the music was great. Yeah. Because they just had proper singing and stuff. I hate though, I really hate how the other band members were like, you're not a good singer. When she's, she's clearly like the best singer in the entire movie. She's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's fine for what they need. Yeah. They don't need her to be really good. They need her to just be able to sing. And she can. The problem with this movie is it doesn't have a moment where she she sings poorly. No. Which would validate their concerns, but their concerns yeah. are not valid in any way, shape, or form, because she's fine. Yeah, it's not great. I didn't like that part. But also it does lead to some pretty funny arguments, I guess, so I don't know. Well, the problem is it leads to the middle of the movie. Well, that is a problem, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> We'll get there. The movie also opens up with some pretty cool, like, neon font as well. Neon font was pretty cool. I liked it. It looked expensive. Yeah, Yeah. as fonts go. That's true. Yeah, that's right. The, the, like, flashing neon sort of thing. That's a classic for any any movie involving nightclubs. Yes. Or sort of things like that, you know? Oh, speaking of nightclubs, we go to the head manager... Of the biggest nightclub in the galaxy, maybe. Her office. All her guards are just shirtless men (laughs) walking around. Yep. And look, if I was in charge, you know? Yeah. Some hunky boys. Hunky boys? Mm. (laughs) It was pretty funny. It just starts off and you're like, oh, it's this sort of movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sets the tone, which it then breaks in the middle. And I'm yeah. like, no, if they just hadn't. Uh, because she, she's talking, uh, she's sitting at the table, mm. smoking a big old cigar. Yeah, a space cigar. Space cigar, yes. And she's got a henchman behind her, uh, sort of leering with his big mm. mouth of teeth. Yeah, I just want to point this out. All the aliens are werewolves. Yes. It's weird. Unless there's zombies and all that one elephant one near the end. <laughs> yeah. The elephant anteater thing. Yeah. That was great. I loved him. He had one scene in this movie, but mm. probably had the most effects put on him for it. I love how the movie is called Vicious Lips, because I tell you what, he's big, long, wet, <laughs> blue hole, weathery, wet, slobbery lips. <laughs> They're pretty vicious. <laughs> vicious lips. Um... <laughs> So she's talking with this guy, explaining to the audience that that the band has died. What what happened to the band? They crashed. I can't remember. And died in space. I don't know. They don't say. Yeah, a band has died. <laughs> yeah, band's dead, and uh, this guy is to blame because he messed it up or something. You know, he did the scheduling, and now it's his fault. And he's like, "No, please, please, I'm begging you. I don't know why he's Italian. He is, is he? Well, the problem is, I'm thinking of the Godfather. Oh, um, yeah, because it's very Godfather esque. Yes, yes. That yes. that was what I was going to mention. There's a, uh, it is. You, you come on the day of my daughter's wedding, and you tell me the band is murdered, and I have to get in a new band. She says a line as well that I wanted to bring up, which was like, mm. "How dare you cancel on me without ten light years notice?" Thought that was pretty funny. 
I was like, space terminology. <laughs> the bare minimum this movie can do. I didn't take note of that line because, yes, it was the bare minimum. <laughs> it was a dumb line. They just replaced ten regular years with space <laughs> yep. jargon. Which, yeah. to be fair, is 90% of sci-fi. Pretty much. So I can't, I can't fault you on that one. She says she's going to kill the guy. So what does he do? Ah, uh, he shoots himself. Yep. Which seems like a rash decision at the time. I don't, I don't understand what what happened there. To be honest, I don't know. I guess he was like, "Cool, I've served my plot purpose to introduce the concept of the movie." Yeah. And now I'm just gonna die. Bang. Yeah. Great. It was pretty brutal. Maybe maybe her way of killing him would have been more torturous. I don't know. Maybe. So then we're introduced to, um, what's his name? Matty? Yeah, Matty. Yeah. We are introduced to Matty, who is the Vicious Lips band manager. I'm just gonna call him Mattress. Mattress, yeah. It makes no sense, but I'm gonna do it. He's arguing with the lead singer of the band, Vicious Lips, because she's like, we don't need you anymore, we're too famous. And then she gets hit by a car. She's called Ace. That's very important. She, yes. Her name's Ace. <laughs> very important. Anyway, she dies. They argue because she's leaving the band. Yes. And as she leaves, she dies in a car crash. It's great. We just see them looking on as she gets car crashed, and Matt's like, oh, well, she was leaving anyway, or something like that, you know? So, we're five minutes into the movie, we've had one really cool space pop song, two ridiculous deaths, a whole bunch of funny quotes. We're like, this is a funny movie, this is gonna be terrible. This is, this is terrible, this is garbage, but it's very funny. Yes. And very enjoyable so far. Nothing is gonna ruin that. Yep. So now Mattress has to find a new, uh, band leader. Now if you had to find a new leader for your band, where would you go? College. Immediately. Some sort of college stand-up sing event like a talent night sort of thing yeah yes a talent night yes that seems like a rational decision for me to do Mm. would you force your way backstage and just approach random singers as they finish their song if i if i my name was mattress and i was a big (laughs) creep then yes that's what he does Yep. He's always going on about the dream, and whenever he says the dream, the words the dream flash up on screen, and I never really understood why that happened. Uh, because he's the dream, Sandro. But that's the thing, though, is at the end of the movie, they're like, it's time for the dream, or you gotta wake up from the dream. Spoilers, this entire movie is a dream? Is it? I don't know. Or is it the dream? Oh, it could be the dream. The dream that dreams the dream. The dream that dreams all things that are in the dream that dreams the dream. Anyway, he's like, your name's Judy Jetson. Ha, oh, I'm changing it to Ace. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So, yeah, they go they go to the band, and the first thing he does to introduce them, they're like, ah, oh, this is this is Judy. Nah, that name sucks. Let's change your name to the dead leader <laughs> of the last band so, so that we don't have to change the posters or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a dick. The band should have honestly put up more of a fuss. They barely put up a fuss at that as well. The band members all kind of suck. I think I think they're just used to I think they're just used to his dumb sleaziness. So we should talk about the the band mem- members. There's the Australian one. She's blonde. She doesn't have a character. There's the mean one who is like, "You're a bad singer." 
I hate the new member. Is that the like the black haired one that's always moody? Yeah, her. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the one that's always high all the time. <laughs> yes. There's one that's like sleepy, wasn't there? Oh, I think that's the Australian one then. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. There's one that's sleepy, there's one that's high, there's one that's like obsessed with their beauty. I think that was the high one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The high one's the ones that are obsessed with their beauty. Anyway, they have like one one character trait personalities. Yep. They're not characters in the slightest. And they all play a song for this bar. And I need to bring up the fact that their guitars are just long sticks with like flamethrower things at the end of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, the sci-fi instruments are great. And uh I, I think I mentioned this in her intro. When she's up on stage for the, the uh, what's it? No, the talent show thing, yeah. Talent show thing. She, they lip sync her. And it's very bad. Mm. It's very bad. Mm, I don't know why they did that, but it sucks. And I was like, oh no, is the music going to be terrible? And then for the rest of the movie, it's great. So, I don't know. It was very weird. Not sure. Um, also, we saw some, some tits. Yep, was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing it up now. How many tits did you see? I saw three very fake ones. They look like plastic. Hey, but there's three of them. Why why does sci-fi... Why are they obsessed with three tits? This isn't the first movie we've watched that's had three boobs. I think this is the third one, actually, thinking about it. Oh, it's the third tit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which year did Total Recall come out? That came out after. Yep. So this is... This is, like, breaking new... Yeah, this is inspired. This is inspired. It looked, they looked very fake, uh, but it was kind of funny. I, I don't know why, what was this obsession in the 90s and 80s um, that sci-fi alien girls had to have a third boob. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's it's very weird. Wasn't it we did that sci-fi? No, it was the, the warrior and the sorceress, that's right. And that was yes. actually, like, anatomically correct. Yes. They were all on top of each other. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, like, while they're singing the song, we just cut to random stuff, like that person. We also cut to this, like, interview with one of the band members, and the band member says, oh, the only bad band you're in is the one that you're in, or something, like, garbage. We just cut to, like, random things while the song's playing. Yeah, I don't don't remember that. I remember remember they they cut to some of the guys grooving, and I was kind of grooving. It's a good song. At the first first song they do, that they, like, properly sing and have, like, three minutes worth of song or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It was a groovy song. I was grooving. And then um, Mattress gets a call from the venue owner that we saw earlier in the movie, and she's like, your band, they're gonna get a chance to come and play. You've gotta be here by tomorrow night, or else we're gonna kill ya, or something. And he's like, oh, yeah. A Mattress boy is like, oh, yeah? Yeah. We'll, we'll get in there, boss. We'll, we'll, uh... Don't know why I'm New Zealand all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. So he tells the band, and they're all like, it's the big break. It's the dream. It's the dream. The dream. The dream. I don't know why this movie wasn't called The Dream. It's a better title. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mention the alternate titles for this movie were Pleasure Planet and... <laughs> and the one that doesn't matter unless it's better than Pleasure Planet. I think I I think I've seen that movie before. If you know what I'm saying, 
And then the other title was Lunar Madness, which is a song that they sing at some point. Ah, right. So they go, that's right, they go to the shuttle bay, which is just obviously like this miniature set that they walk Mm. into, which is great. And there's this group of people in the shuttle bay, and they're there purely for exposition. They're there saying, we've got this prison ship that we're currently uh, transporting. Locked in the back of the ship is a violent, deranged killer who has murdered over 5,000 women. <laughs> wow. Very specific on that woman part. Glad, glad, you, yeah. glad you pointed that one out, movie. So what? why are they taking a prison ship is a first question. Because Mattress is stealing the ship, right? Does he? He's like, we don't own a ship, we're just going to steal one. Do they? I, mi- I missed that point. No, 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 That's that would be a good point. That'd be like, oh, okay, I thought maybe they just, like, jumped on the first ship they could, which just so happened to be a prison ship. Mm. Either way, I don't remember the plot, and I don't know if there was any. And knowing this movie, there probably wasn't. But I'm sure there's a good reason as to why they're taking a ship that has a deranged serial killer in the back. Who was murdered over 5,000 women. That, that that we know of. He's a terrible killer, by the way. He's so... No, he's awful. He's like a cartoon villain. Yeah, he's bad at his job. He doesn't actually do anything in this movie apart from save the main character at one point maybe it was in a dream sequence so did any of it matter that was a dream sequence when does the dream start we don't know maybe it's all the dream maybe because it is the dream i cannot imagine watching this movie high your mind would be blown yeah but i think it would make more sense it would it would absolutely line up and you would be blown away at how amazing this film would be (laughs) you are high it's like this is the dream Oh my god, it all makes sense. This talks to me on a deep level, man. Yeah, because it is like a dream. It is like a fever dream. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. I don't know, my dreams don't get really boring for half an hour in the middle when nothing happens. I don't know, that's that's like the black bit where you're just sleeping, you know? <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that, that's the blank while you're sleeping, and then the, the, the dream starts back up again, you know? I really want to bring up a quote I wrote down because the person that manages the launch bay, she's a real piece of work. Yeah. And she says this line to one of the band members. I can't remember what started the argument. Was the band member just like, hey, can I get some help over here or something? I don't know. Uh, But the person that manages the launch bay is like, oi, shut up, you bongo-sucking, maggot-licking slut slug. (laughs) This what? movie, man. What an insult. <laughs> what a zinger. This movie. That one, that one stung from here. Far out. <laughs> That's a good one. Again, the intro to this movie is fantastic. Very funny. It's ridiculous. It's really good. So uh, I hope it doesn't just peter off and do nothing for, you know, half an hour. We're almost there. We've got some more interesting stuff happening. Yeah. So Mattress, he steals the prison ship, I guess. That makes more sense as to how they got on board it. He goes into the ship, he hijacks it, he starts off, they all fly out into space. He decides to go through the Forbidden Zone, which is a shortcut to get to the place they need to go. Mm, Yes, because they got to get there real quick. they got to get there before tomorrow, otherwise they're dead. Which is great, nothing bad's going to happen. Yep. Nothing bad at all. So what does Mattress do? He literally just stops paying attention to driving. 
and just I don't know I can't remember what he was doing. He looks at like star maps or something. Yeah, and he's like, mm, yeah, if we go that way, things will be fine. And it's just a picture of like stars, and that's meant to be very funny. Yep, he's driving the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, when they crash into a meteor, great scene. He's not paying attention. No. Even though he knows for a fact this is a super dangerous place where he needs to be paying attention to the road or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and like, keeping an eye out. It's just not. So, in the end of the movie, they get to the venue and they play the show and everything before that was a dream. Does that mean that they fall asleep off screen before it crashes? I don't know. That must mean that she falls asleep off screen. Because we never see her falling asleep before they crash. No, not at any point. Not at any point during this movie. That's why it doesn't make sense. That's why the whole end sequence doesn't... Was the entire... No, the entire movie has to be a dream. Unless they cut out a scene where she falls asleep yes. just before they crash. Correct. I don't know. It doesn't make It doesn't make it's sense. stupid. Anyway, uh, there's another scene where she sings. It's pretty good. And then, and then we cut, yeah, we cut to Mattress, as we're calling him. Uh, he's not paying attention while driving the ship. The, the cockpit, uh, it has this, like, what would you call it? Uh, the, uh, display screen? Yeah. The, 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 like, message screen. It's just, like, a, 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 a bit on the screen that says, you know, words. It's like, warning, you're about to crash. I've written down exactly what it said, because it was very funny. Oh, okay, yeah, because I know it says something a little silly at the end. It's a little, a little, uh, it rubs it in. Uh, the first message that comes through is just warning, pretty standard. After that, something is coming, mm. pretty standard. Then warning, warning. Then the computer thinks saying danger Will Robinson is a smart idea, just references Lost in Space. Yep. Great stuff. Fan of that show. Then the computer's like, a big fucking rocket's coming. Yep. <laughs> and he still doesn't notice. And then we see this giant asteroid flying towards the ship, and the computer, it says Aloha before it crashes. Yep. Yep. It's great. I love this sassy computer. It's great. But yes, the whole time Mattress is just not paying attention. Yeah. If he had just paid attention at any point here, I think they would have been fine. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They crash on a desert moon. The crash yep. looks okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it looks fine. It's crash ship. So far, so good. Still got plot. Still happening. They look outside and they're like, I don't know where we are, man, but this ain't heaven. Yep, you wrote down a lot of quotes for this movie. I did. The quotes were pretty. The, the quotes were pretty good for this movie. Oh yeah, one of them thinks that they see something in the sand, but then the camera cuts to something in the sand, and it's a person standing on the sand. However, yes. the band member describes what they saw, which is something was moving under the sand, which is not true, because when we see outside, it's someone standing on top of the sand. So, yes. did she see something else, or is she really stupid and can't explain someone standing on top of something and thinks that means that someone is crawling around underneath something. I don't know. I think it's just a missync with the the script. Also, is that Ace? Like, Ace's ghost? Yeah, there's ghosts on the planet. Yes. Is this a ghost planet? Well, it's Pleasure Planet. Is it? Apparently. At some point, they walk into a building and it's just got this sign saying, Welcome to Pleasure Planet. Do they? <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense because there's this, like, cannibalistic 
zombies and there's like vampires kind of ish running around. Yeah, why can't they have a good time, Sandro? So uh, they're like mattress. You you got to go outside. You got to investigate all the creepy stuff that's happening. Wrote down another quote where mattress is like, "You want me to go outside? No, no, no. Just because I'm the only male here doesn't mean I got to go outside and act like a hero with big balls. Big balls. Great. And then he also says they're gonna kill me. My name is gonna be Galactic Manure, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's dead, he'd be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Very funny. So anyway, he he goes outside to look around. And let's just get his story out of the way now. Yep. I thought you'd do this. Um. So so uh, you're wandering around the desert. Yes. You're you're looking for essentially a payphone because that's what they <laughs> send him out for. That is what they send him out to look for. Because they're like, there's got to be a payphone on this planet. What? Is there? They're on a literal desert moon. In the, like, forbidden zone or wherever it is. Yeah, where no one goes. Yeah, so absolutely no, there wouldn't be a phone. That doesn't make any sense. Not even for this movie. Even if, like, outside of the forbidden zone, even on every moon there'd be a payphone something, this is the forbidden zone. They probably don't. Yeah. But he goes looking out, because they're all dumb. And uh, what what does he find, Sandra? What do you what do you find? What do you see off in the distance there? I don't know, like a sandworm, something like that, maybe. No, no. Try again. Um, like an alien, like a green alien. It's like welcome to the planet. No, no. Try again. Uh, two very scantily clad blonde women. That's the one. You figured it out. And then at some point they lose their top. For no reason. Yep. Mm. The, it's just randomly on this desert planet. There's some some sexy sexy blonde woman. I guess it is Pleasure Planet after all, yep. right? And they're like, "Come with us into the desert." And he's like, "Or I will." And then at some point he faints, and then I guess he dies. Do they eat him? I hope so. <laughs> I hope he's dead. But we never get any closure on that one. Weird stuff. Yep. So, back on the ship, literally nothing happens for half an hour. The door for the prisoner has kind of broken in, kind of-ish. So he manages to get into the storage room. Is this the serial killer? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's in, like, a carbonite jail room that's inside of the storage room. I know he I know he manages to get into the vents, question mark? Yeah. At one point? At some point he gets into the vents. But does nothing. He does nothing the whole time except groan, make scary noises, and spook the ladies. There's one very funny moment, though, where all the ladies are about to open up the storage room door, and he's like, I'm getting ready to attack. And then one of them is like, maybe we shouldn't do this. And we cut to him, and he goes, Ugh. And that was kind of funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> very dumb. Oh, there's that other point as well where I think it's Judy. She has a seizure and is apparently somehow connected to the killer because she has a seizure and then we cut to the killer and he also has a seizure. Mm. They never explain that. Yep. Now, meanwhile, they're having arguments. Yes. Over the band. And this is this is the point of the movie where nothing happens. It's just so boring. And my interest in the movie just... I do not remember this happening, but I've got a quote here where it's like, everyone is super quiet. Judy Mm -hmm. says, let's play trivia. 
No one responds for ten seconds. She walks away awkwardly. Yeah. So I think they try and get along, but fail. We get a scene where I think it's the drunk and high band member. She has a photon shower. Yes. What is a photon shower? Is it just a shower of photons? Does that get rid of your dirt? Does that... Can you wipe that off? Is that just like... The idea is you're getting electricity, converting that into an actual shower. We don't know. But it causes problems because they need to fix the engines, right? Yes. And for that, they need the power to be off or whatever. But she's like, nope, I'm going to take a shower. Uh, No, it didn't make sense, but it was pretty smexy. Uh, Yeah, till the killer shows up. Ha ha. Yeah, the killer shows up. In a shower scene. Wow, original movie. And then they lock themselves in another part of the ship, and then then they argue about, you've... You don't care about the dream anymore, and there's all that bunch of stuff, which, whatever. Mm. And then the ship crashes down a hill and falls into a city, and the end of the movie begins. Now, that took us maybe ten minutes to explain that section of the movie mm-hmm. probably even less that part is 40 minutes long yes it's 40 minutes long and it's it's, it's so boring there's nothing that happens <laughs> the killer doesn't even kill no if it if he started like murdering people that it might have been a bit more interesting but they can't murder the bad members because they have to die in the next scene <laughs> yeah please explain this next whole this just the whole sequence. I don't know. <laughs> You're asking me to explain? I asked you what happened. I can't remember. It's just suddenly a dream sequence. Things just start going bizarre as Ace is going crazy, apparently. She's just gone insane. Yeah. She... As they're running away from this killer and stuff, they're teleporting to different places in the universe. Is Is this just like... The Pleasure Planet play playing tricks on them, or... Technically, yeah, they enter Passion Planet. Passion Planet. Or Pleasure Planet? Right. I don't know. Who cares anymore? This... Whatever. Whatever. There's zombies. One of them has red hair. See, yeah, they... She bumps into zombies and, and is like, Oh no, these are zombies. This is quite bad. I'm in a bad spot. This was genuinely quite funny. She runs into this guy in a suit who apparently knows her name, and he's like, Come on, come home. You don't want to be in a band anymore. Aren't you tired? Don't you want to settle down and have babies? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. No, the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going crazy at this point. Uh, she then bu- uh, runs from them yeah. and uh, bumps into the original Ace. Yes. The dead one. The dead one. And she's like, Oh, hey, Ace, how's it going? And Ace is like, give me my name back or I'll kill you. And she's like, no, you can have your name back. I don't care. Ace is like, no, I'm Judy now. That's my name. Give me my name back. That's a whole scene. They, yeah, like run around for a bit. I think the band member who was really mean to Ace, she saves her. And they have this whole, like, talk where they're like, I'm really sorry for being mean to you. Bands have got to stick together. And then um, I think Mm. Ace is like, oh, it's okay. I didn't mean to be really annoying and annoy you so much. (laughs) And then um, they all die. Yeah. Uh, And So that's the end of the movie. Um, They're all dead. 
thank thank goodness that we we ended our suffering. It's uh, kind of like the scene where they're all getting eaten by the zombies was kind of like upsetting, not because it's scary, but just because there's so much noise and like screaming <laughs> going on. Yes. Then it made yes. me feel sick. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. But hey, it's all part of the dream. Oh. As she, she she wakes up and suddenly she's at the place. Maybe this is how you get to the place. You have to die. Oh, to get to the venue, you've got... But the, the, the band at the start of the movie died. Maybe they died in the wrong way. Yeah, maybe they passed on. That's the problem. Hang on. So if that's what you're saying this is, that means the, the message of this movie is if you want to reach your dreams, if you want to play at the, yep. the big venue, get a big reputation, be very successful, what you need to do to reach that dream is die. Correct. Is that what this movie's saying? That's what I think this movie is saying. <laughs> The guy's like, hey, you're here, finally, come on, you gotta do a show. Mm. It's me, the guy from the start of the movie. I have I have weird teeth. So let's get you, and then they bump into the other band members, Yep, I think. Yep. And they're like, wait, everyone's alive and not being eaten by zombies. Yay, except they, wait, they are zombies? Are they? Are they still zombies in this? Someone's zombies. They're still zombies because at the oh, end... Oh, the redhead guy is one of their backup dancers. I think he's a zombie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one of their backup dancers is still a zombie. So they're still zombies, question mark. I'm not sure. And then we have the end of the movie where they, they sing. They sing Lunar Madness. The main antagonist is like, oh, yeah, that is pretty good. Good job, Mattress. I was always a big fan of you, Mattress. And Mattress is like, shut up. I'm the most important now. <laughs> and so she says, whatever you say, big boy. And she goes to pat him on the head. And he says, Zach, <laughs> don't touch me. Then the movie ends. Yep. And we have a montage of all the earlier bits of the movie for no reason <laughs> played while the music's in the background. I think there's a song because I stuck around to watch the credits just because I was really vibing the song. Yeah, the, the songs are really good. Yeah. And one of the song titles was called Lips on the Moon. And I laughed when I saw that. I was like, that's pretty yep. funny. Well, they were lips on the moon. That's vicious lips. Yeah. If this was half an hour long, this would have been good. I would have given it a goodie because it's weird. It's funny. I liked it. The problem is you've got that 40 minutes in the middle. Yeah. And it was rough trying to get through that. The music was good, though. Um, the acting was very funny. It was mm. bad. Yeah. If this had just kept that bad vibe throughout the whole movie, it would have been good. But they, they just go into like a girls fight where they're arguing and being mean to each other. And it's really boring. So, yeah, I'm going to give it an oldie. I wish I could give this a goodie. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's it's hard to say, like, do a, like, a director's cut where you cut out all the boring bits. Because mm. then the movie would be like... 40 minutes long or half an hour long and that's yeah yeah that's not good so I'd, I'd give it an oldie i was like yeah yeah two oldies but this is enjoyable enough i think some people if you like bad movies check this out we do do the add and remove segment which is uh where we add something that we want to see in this movie remove something that we didn't like mm. do i add a story do i add foreshadowing yeah i think i do what do i remove the drama Yep. That's a good way to put it. Drama just sucks. <laughs> Full stop. 
that's what I would remove, the drama. Mm. I would remove the middle bit of this movie. Again, it that's what I said. This would make the movie great. Yeah. Remove the whole middle, replace it with, like, maybe they are getting murdered. One of them gets murdered by the guy at the back. Yeah. Remove Matt's whole going outside for no reason. Yeah, that was silly. Add some reason that they managed to make it back to the place. Yep. Maybe they get rescued. I don't know. Makes more sense. All right. Uh, Let's move on then to the checklist. Zach, what is the checklist? The checklist is a list of tropes and other... Uh, things that we've noticed about the previous movies that we'd like to go down the list and figure out, is this movie the tropiest it could be? Mm. Is this movie the the worst? Is this movie just, just, just doesn't conform to the standards of 1987? <laughs> you should know by now, yes, 1987. I should, but I forgot, because we looked at uh, Sorority Babes. Oh, yeah. That's 1988. We were one year off watching Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Ballorama. Well, we will watch it. We will watch it. Oh, boy. Join our Patreon and um, and we, we will most likely do an episode on that at some point. Alright, we'll go through the checklist. The first check to be listed is... Is the movie Bad Porridge? Uh, yes. This movie was very bad. Yes. Porridge. <laughs> also would make bad porridge because the thing with space you see is space is not a thing space is non-existent and if you make porridge out of space it's just a bowl of nothing yeah alternatively you could make some porridge out of lips and to that i would say oh also gross (laughs) where did you get all those lips that's very concerning are you a serial killer (laughs) i'm calling the cops get away from me so yes bad porridge bad porridge yep Dumb slash clumsy characters. Yeah, Matt. He's pretty bad. Yep. The entire film. He's dumb. He's very dumb. Uh, so is the rest of the cast. There's no one really smart during this movie. No. They're all kind of just fumbling around the spaceship. Bad guy from foreign country, though. I mean, he's an alien. Yes. But also, was he a bad guy? Was he the bad guy? Was the lady the bad guy? Was there a bad guy? Yes. I guess he's the bad guy. A bad guy. Yes to everyone. There's all the zombies. Um, oh, sure, we'll, we'll do the alien thing again. You just say, oh, it was the alien. That's a bad guy. Uh, all the good guys live, technically yes. Although, also, technically no. <laughs> no, yes. I'm gonna... St- yes. Is this a yes or a no? Because they all live. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna say yes, because there's literally a serial killer known for killing women, specifically. Yes. And they don't die to him, they just die to, like, zombies. Apparently. Apparently, or maybe they don't. So, I'm gonna definitely say yes. Yes. He falls under this. He should have murdered them. I thought this was gonna be more of a plot, but yeah, he just doesn't do anything. Good guy sacrifices themselves. Nope. None of them do. Does not get that one. Generator slash power outage. Yeah, because she had the shower. She used up the power. Yes. There was literally a power outage as as the, the, the problem was the power. Yeah. Couldn't get it running. Female lead falls in love with male lead. The only male lead is Mattress, and he falls in love with two naked desert women. Nope. That's a no. There's no love story whatsoever. Female character is in distress slash has to be 
saved. Yes. Yes, but the entire, like, that entire section of the movie is them constantly being in distress and being saved over and over that again. That still counts. So I think it gets, like, that times 100. <laughs> yes. She is just in a constant state of distress. Dead animals. No. Uh, yeah, no. There's not a single animal, I think, during this movie. Oh, we forgot to mention... The alien hmm. with the trunk oh. that introduces Fish's lips on stage. Yeah, right at the end, after they all wake up. Yeah. He's like, and now presenting Vicious Lips. Um, and he he's an alien. He's the only real alien we see. The rest of the movie, it's just like people that look slightly different. Yeah, like exactly. Like Doctor Who aliens. <laughs> exactly what it is. Or, or Star Trek. Star Trek Aliens too. Uh, is this a rip-off of other famous movies? Probably. I haven't seen them, though. Yep. Uh, car breaks down, car crashes, car stops working. Yeah, the, the ship, it crashes. Yeah, the ship's the car. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, is there anything you wanted to add? Uh, I can't think of anything. Triple tits. All right. <laughs> it's on there now. Did someone have three boobs? <laughs> this one's a sci-fi specific one. I want yes. to put in brackets sci-fi specific. Perfect. Which means it's time for... It's raving reviews. It's part of the show where I get some reviews from Rotten Tomatoes this week. Ah, uh, there weren't very many, so we've just got some really basic ones. Excellent. Pretty average. But that means it should be pretty easy for oh. you to get these, Sandro. You should ace these. Easy peasy. <laughs> ace was the name of a character. Marin <laughs> 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 um, says, not even in the bottom 50 worst films I've ever seen, it's pretty bad. The anti-to-alien puppet thing at the end was pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Ah, uh, one. It's a 1.5. 1. 1.5. 1. Yeah, you were close to that one. That was that was good. Caleb says, A fun little 80s kitsch adventure. But it, st- it stuck about 30 minutes in and never really holds up to the promise of being as wild, as fun as the opening. That's not super negative. I'm going to go two. It's 1.5 again. They're 1. both 5. the same review. And I think that's what I'd give it, a 1.5. There we go. Are those the only reviews? Uh, those were the only good reviews. The other ones were like five paragraphs long. Ah, um, I really like how this movie explores the deep topic of space and the dream. I think the dreams it means the dream that you have when you dream about your dreams. Zero point five. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening as always. If you like the show, number one way to help out is to tell a friend. Be like, hey, friendo, do you like music? Then, then check out this movie, or just check out the songs. Yeah. Look up the songs for this movie, because that's it. That's the only good part of this movie. Vicious Lips soundtrack. So, Not on Spotify. Very disappointing. Very sad, because, yeah. Were these music they came out specifically for this movie? Yeah, I think so. Because a lot of it is, like, right. Lunar Madness, Lips on the Moon, like, that sort of stuff. Yeah, they were really good. Um, You can ch- check out all the links in our description. There is links to our Instagram where there's fun photoshops from you, Zach, every now and then. Yes. They're pretty good. I, t- I try my best. There's some clips, some clippity doodads, where I clip things, and I'm like, clips. Yep. 
And there's other stuff on there sometimes as well. We've got a Facebook page. You can like that as well. We've got... We're on all of the different podcast platforms. There is a giant link tree where you can check all those links out. There's so many... Oh, wow. There's... We're on so many things. It's hard to... It's... Oof. Patreon. You can join the Dead Dad Club. Two bonus episodes a month. Never Ending Story 2. Police Academy 2. Already out. Police Academy 3. Soon. And probably that other one that we found. What was it? Sorority Girls? Yeah. Oh, I don't... Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolorama. We'll do it. <laughs> Please don't. This this looks like the most softcore porno that we've, we've done since. This looks worse than um, the Warrior and the Sorceress or whatever it is. Oh, no. We'll probably put up a vote or something. That's probably already up, actually, on our Patreon. So you can go check that out if you want. Anyway, links to all that in the description. Zach, you got to pick next week's podcast topic. All right. Four options. Yeah. Beyond therapy. That's how I feel after this movie. Two people go on a blind date, and turns out they both have therapists. Jeff Goldblum is in it. Okay, Jeff Goldblum. I like him. He's good. That synopsis sounded... <laughs> garbage though uh number one with a bullet um yeah two detectives discover someone in their department may have committed a murder a murder stars lando calrissian billy d oh hey i like that actor uh, some kind of wonderful. I've heard of this one before, actually. I've never seen it. A bunch of teenagers in high school are trying to date people, but their crushes like other people, and it's a whole bunch of drama. And it's got seventy-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it sounds like it's not very good. What was that one called? Some kind of wonderful. Sounds like some kind of garbage to me. <laughs> oh. 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 And then you've also got, for some reason, coming out in March and not October, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Hey, hey, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. we have a history of that movie. Yeah. You've seen, like, all of them, haven't all you? All of I've seen every single one, even the reboot. It was terrible. <laughs> wow. This was one of the bad ones, wasn't it? No, this is the good one. This oh, is the good, good one. one? So, so number two is so bad it's good. Number three completely ignores number two, and it's about Nancy from the first movie. She has to teach a bunch of teens to control their dreams and have, like, superpowers in their dreams and stuff. Oh, like lucid dreaming. Nice. I like that. And then all the other sequels after this until the meta one are bad. Oh, it's after this one. Wow. So this one's a good one. Well, maybe we should watch this one then. Yes, I think we should. Uh, but you are picking. However, the thing is, this is the third film. Usually when we pick a sequel, person who picks watches the others. Well, you've already watched it though, right? Yeah. Because the, the, that's the thing. Because the idea is we have someone who hasn't watched the previous one. Ah. And doesn't have the context. Yes. And then one person who does, and you've already seen the second one, and you say this one completely ignores it anyway, so this is conjecture. The second one is hilarious, though. There's a scene where they're all in a room, and there's some canaries in the room, and Freddy Krueger makes the temperature in the room get really hot. So hot that the canaries fly out of the cage and attack everyone, and it's very funny. <laughs> that sounds very dumb. Um, yeah, this, the second one is completely pointless. But I do have that context, so I guess I'll go into three with the context, and you'll go into three without the context. 
Yes, I will, we'll do that. Awesome. So we'll do that for Elm Street 3 next week. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll do that next week. We'll wrap it up with the best quote from Vicious Lips. I think mine has got to be, Oh, you want me to go outside? Nah, nah. Look, just because I'm the only male here doesn't mean i got to go outside, act like a hero with big balls. Yes. Big balls. Big balls. My quote is, Hey, it's the dream. We're stuck in the dream. This this plot makes no sense. The last half an hour with the boring is shit. Where am I now? Is this the end of the movie? What? Why is this a dream? Oh, hey, it's time to sing. I remember that quote. <laughs> yeah, I remember it as well. It's great. Really summed up the rest of the movie. It did. It was like a recap. <laughs> yeah, it was good. They had a few of those in this movie. They did. 